0: You are now listening to MK Podcast, MK Podcast, MK Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the third episode of MK Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and I am just a lost soul trying to make it in life. Um, As you guys know, uh, you know, we talked about last week, we did talk about my favorite content creators, um, life as a college student, and my hair journey. So um, if you guys didn't get a chance to check that out on episode two, Feel free to uh, look that up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you really watch your podcasts. I'm not currently on YouTube, but I'm working on getting my content out there. Um, Today is June 7th, 2022, and it is officially 9 o'clock at night kind of getting in a little bit late trying to make sure that i'm recording content for you guys it has been a little troublesome just due to the fact that i have been super fucking busy so sorry i haven't been getting back as as much content as i would like to um but without further ado i do want to get straight into the topics because i have a lot of a lot to talk about tonight um I did want to kind of, I do, as much as I do want to keep on going with the most recent purchases, I might pick that up on the next episode, but I haven't really purchased a whole lot um, besides the things that I've already talked to you guys about. So um, we're going to get straight into what I've been listening to lately. Uh, My first topic or artist, should I say, is Morgan Wallen's newest album, Dangerous, the double album. This shit is so good. It's a country album. If you guys haven't heard of Morgan Wallen, his probably most, um... Infamous song, should I say, is Broadway Girls with Lil Durk. Um, but his album is amazing. If you love country music or if you like it, um, definitely give it a try. There's some good mixtures between genres, um, hip hop, a little bit of hip hop infused um, country artist. So definitely check him out. He has an amazing voice, and I, I really, I really respect his craft. Um, and another big shout out to Amare. Um, I could be saying her name wrong again, but I do have to correct myself from the last episode. Um, I shouted out one of her songs called Sad Girls Love Money, and I explained it basically as a reggae slash pop song. Um, Amare is an Afro pop artist, um, but I have been listening. I've actually evolved, okay? I've been listening to her full album titled The Angel You Don't Know, and honestly, like i can't get enough there's this song called trust Fund baby and it's fucking it's insane but it's it's like so it's like super short kind of like a little interlude throughout the album and it's just amazing i love it so definitely check her out she's got great energy great vibes and overall she slaps so um and i've also of course this is always something that i have like just in the back of my mind is sade Um, I always grew up on Sade. My mom loved Sade. So of course, when you get older, you just start to reminisce sometimes. And it's always fun just to kind of listen to artists that you used to listen to back in the day and kind of reminisce on old times. So my Sade Essentials playlist on Apple Music, if you guys haven't checked out like any Essentials, um, albums. It's like basically you can pick any artist that you like and they usually have an Essentials album where you can find like all of their greatest hits mixed with some of the fucking deep cuts um, that you might not have known about. So Shade Essentials playlist on Apple Music is amazing. Um, but yeah that's what I've been listening to lately. Um, again I'm gonna cut the I'm gonna cut the what I've purchased lately segment from this episode simply because I just have not purchased anything. Um, I can't stress enough how regular I am so I don't I don't get you know ample amount of opportunity to just spend my bread. Um, I used to do that shit but you know again I think I explained this in my very first episode. It's all about being financially conscious for me at this point in my life. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that you know I'm okay at the end of the day so um, so yeah, so we're going to cut that segment, but we are going to move right on into um, a segment called Remember That Time When. Uh, so actually, I was just with all my siblings a few weeks ago. Um, my older sister graduated from college with her master's degree, and we were all celebrating. We had all kinds of family over, and they were telling this funny-ass story about how my little, or not my little brother, uh, my older brother, he... um. He used to do this thing where we would all we would be waiting so long in the drive through or something or like whenever everybody got their food, we'd be waiting for forever and everybody be silent. He don't ever want to talk until everybody get their food. He'd be like, hey, y'all remember that time when? (laughs) So, um that's kind of where I got this segment from It's just, uh, kind of taking it back a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about, um, my first time getting a job, uh, which is kind of interesting because I, I kind of got, um, I don't want to say forced, but it was kind of like made up to be like an ultimatum to me. Like you're either going to do this or you're going to do that. Um, and I think that a lot of people can probably relate when it comes to living in black households, uh, because it's like you either, you either, you either got to get a job or you got to, like, it could be anything. You could fill in the blanks with that shit. Um, But just as a kind of backstory, so I used to play basketball and I was actually pretty decent. And um, I played basketball mainly for just high school. So I was actually, um, I had just moved to Kentucky, probably like, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. And I Tried out for the team and I made it, and I was doing pretty good on the team. Well, an AAU coach had came to one of our high school games, and he kind of scouted me out. Um, My dad so happened to be at the game, and so the coach kind of reached out to my dad and was like, "Hey, she has a lot of potential. You should see about getting her into AAU ball," and kind of uh, convinced my dad that you know I was basically gonna go to college and go pro by the time you know we I was finished with my high school career. So my dad was sold on the idea. I think. And um, he signed me up for AAU basketball and he put money down for me to join this team. Um, So him being a motivated father, he did want me to kind of get really super involved with this because I think he kind of saw me going down the wrong path in high school and kind of hanging out with the wrong people. And so he wanted me to get involved with something that um, was a little bit more positive in my life, which I mean, what parent, you know, that's really involved with their children doesn't want that. Um, So so anyway, so I, uh, they, he signs me up. He puts all this money down for me to go. And I go to the first practice and it was a no go. Okay. Um, it's like one of those things when you're a teenager, like everybody was better than me. Um, and it was co, it was a co-ed practice meeting. There was guys and girls in the same practice. And so I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this shit. Like everybody, when everybody's better than you at something, like, what does that do for you <laughs> when you're in high school and you're already feeling defeated about a lot of things? So I, pretty much gave up, to be honest. I mean, that's just the the majority of what happened. Um, So after that practice, I was like, I had already told myself, like, I'm never going back. And my dad was like asking me how it went. And I was like, oh yeah, it was really good. And like, just trying to play it off because I didn't want him to be like disappointed or anything. Um, So I, so the next day, of course I had to go back to practice and um, I had just gotten home from school. My dad, you know, made it clear that I was going to go to this practice after school. And so I'm like upstairs in my room. He's like, Michaela, are you ready to go? And I'm like, I'm not going. Like he was simply, it was simply like when you say something like that to a parent, like that's actually a fucking death sentence, okay? Like um, if you like, so this is basically how the conversation went. So he goes, get ready for, he's he's telling me to get ready for practice. I simply said like, I'm not going. Like that was the actual words that came out of my mouth. And when I tell you fucking, like, you could just see the the fucking, <laughs> you could see the rage behind his eyes. Like, he was like, the fuck did you just say? Like, he didn't say that, but that's what, that's what he was looking at me like. And I was like, basically, like, I'm not going. You could, you could kiss that goodbye. Like, who the fuck was I to even be saying, like, crazy stuff? Like, I'm not going. Come on now, bro. Like, y'all know that's a fucking death sentence. So... Um, we get into this huge argument and like at the end of it all, my dad's like, if you don't play basketball, you have to get a job by Friday. So I'm like, I'm trying to calculate. I'm like, hold on, wait, today's Wednesday, bro. Like you go, like, I got to get a job by Friday. It's Wednesday at that. It's already after school. So basically I have one day to get a job. So, um, Yeah. So it's just one of, it was one of those impossible tasks. Like my dad kind of, I think that my dad kind of figured that like, I wasn't going to be able to get a job. Like y'all know how parents hit you with the, like the, them impossible tasks. Like think about this, like when you're younger and you're like, yo, can I go to the roller skating rink with my friends? And they're like, well, you got to clean the whole kitchen and clean the whole house and clean your room and do a backflip and a kickstand and a headstand before you can go out. And it's like, it's 8 PM, the roller rink closed at 11 boy ain't no motherfucking way boy boy ain't no way boy like you just know you're not doing that shit so I think that's what my dad kind of he put me up to a task that he thought maybe I wasn't gonna accomplish well me being me like I'm so determined to never go back to that AAU basketball practice that I end up finding a job at one of the shittiest restaurants I've ever worked at but it all worked out because I didn't go back to basketball practice I got myself a job like (laughs) like the next day um so yeah that is my first time getting a job again it was one of those things where it was like if you don't do this you're gonna do that so yeah I mean that was pretty much it I uh I started working when I was like 16 and I haven't stopped working since shit Um. but anyways uh that that's kind of the top of the show guys i didn't have much planned for the top of the show just because the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast is going to be so juicy and so long um i have a docket that is three pages long and majority of it is just one topic that we're going to talk about tonight um so we're going to roll straight into the main segment and the final segment for the podcast which is actually going to be social media, okay? And social media is something that I have myself, I've removed myself from. Um, Now I do have things like email. I watch YouTube as I've explained to you guys before. I also do have a Snapchat. The reason that I mainly have Snapchat is because I don't live close to a lot of my family so it's a good way for me to be able to see their face and they can see mine and it's kind of not in live time but they can just kind of see what's going on in my life. Um, So I don't use it for like communication or anything like that really like with friends and things like that. It's more so just like for my family. Um, But I do want to talk about the positives of social media as well as Mainly, to be honest, guys, this podcast is going to be about the negatives of social media, the effects on society um, as a result of what social media has become. And honestly, I just I have a lot to say about it because everywhere that I look, everybody's addicted to social media and it's fucking insane. So without further ado, we are going to talk about let's get into the short list of positives of social media. Um, Number one on my list is that you can find funny ass memes on social media like without social media, I don't think that the world would even laugh today. Like this shit is just, you find the best stuff on, on social media, like period. You can't find a funny ass meme unless you're on social media, right? So um, that's one great thing that I take away from social media is it does bring joy to people's lives in that aspect. Um, it You know, you can find something really funny or you can find something really funny or you can actually create funny ass content. So I mean, you know, more power to you when it comes to funny things on social media. Of course, like I said from my last episode, Um, I do look for a lot of like funny content because that's something that brings joy to everybody when you can laugh and like just have a good time while you're watching something that's always that's always cool right. Um, another good positive of social media is just staying in connection with everybody that you want to keep in contact with. So again, so I have my social media because I want to be able to see, um, you know, like little cousins and things like that growing up, or I want to see, um, my little sister and, you know, her boyfriend and the happenings in their life and stuff like that. And I just think it's cute. Um, so I think that, and also other things like, um, You know, If you're going to be staying in contact with people that maybe you moved around a lot as a kid like I did and you met somebody that you really enjoyed um, and you guys end up becoming lifelong friends because of your social media, it's like you guys can still stay connected. You guys can go visit each other and it's all just because of social media, right? So um, staying in connection with people is something that's great. Um, another one is networking, whether that's be for like business ventures or if you're just up and if you're just like an up and coming content creator, like networking is something that is so amazing. Um, you know, LinkedIn, there's a lot of things that you can do on Instagram now, um, you know, being an ambassador for a company. Those are things that really you, you need social media for um, And without it. You know, some people wouldn't make their money. Right. So I can't bash social media for that. And also staying current with world happenings. Of course, as, as I explained in the last episode, um, there's a lot of things going on in this world that are not explained properly, or you might not see it in the same light as a lot of people on the news channels. And so social media is a great way to get kind of the millennial and the Gen Z take on things, um, whether that's right, left, progressive, libertarian, whatever it may be, you know, whatever side you're on. Um, I would say that, you know, staying current with world happenings is super important. You know, especially if you are wanting to just make sure that you're not living underneath a rock. Um, Sometimes I find myself being that way. Like, like, I feel like I live underneath a rock. I'm like, okay, I definitely need to get out more. You know what I mean? So um, staying current on world happenings is something that you can definitely utilize social media for. Um, That was really it for my short list of positives I don't find a lot of joy in social media because I've I've just seen it take so much away from culture. I've seen it take away so much from um, society as a whole. And I really have come to like, I just don't, I don't appreciate it. There's a lot of things that I do like to contest um, because I feel like it does start to impede on people's um, rights. And so um, we're going to get into the negatives of social media now. Um, So just to start off with some stats. Um, this basically links social media links to depression in children and teens on social media, which is not a an unknown fact. Um, so there is a correlation with depression and smartphone use among teens. In my opinion, um, teens and young adults are mainly using their smartphones for social media purposes. I mean, come on now, um, that's probably the number one reason why you why teens in America or young adults have smartphones is for social media. Um, if there, if it's not one of the number one reasons, of course communication, that would probably be number one. But if that's not number two, um, that that has to be at least number two. <laughs> I can't really think of any other reason why um, a young adult would have a phone. Um, but study studies done to over half a million eighth to twelfth graders. Um, there has been high levels of depressive symptoms increased by 33% between 2010 and 2015. Okay, that's a little less than half of the majority of 8th through 12th graders. Um, These are very young people in the world. You have to think these people's brains are not even close to fully developing, um, and depressive symptoms have increased by 33% between 2010 and 2015. I would love to see updated statistics on this to see what the stats are from 2015 to 2022. Um, it's probably increased by now, if I had to say so myself or take an uh, educated guess. Um, another fact is that the suicide rate for girls in the age group increased by 65%. Now, I'm going to let that sit for a minute. The suicide rate for girls in that age group increased by 65%. So, of course, the main correlation, again, which is what I started out with, is the is the correlation with depression to smartphone use amongst teens and young adults. So if young adults are mainly using their phones for communication purposes, such as text messaging and calling, I would say that the I would say that the number one correlation other than that is going to be social media. Social media is leading to suicide rates for girls in that age group, and it has increased by 65% from 2010 to 2015. That's five years, guys. It's increased by it's increased by more than by more than 50%, which is crazy. Um, so one of the main causes of this depression in this way in which people are making electronic connections, which are less emotionally satisfying, leaving them feeling isolated. Um, this is one of the big downfalls that I have for social media is that it, it, although it's called social media, I feel like it's done more harm than good in terms of actually socializing with people. Um, and the depression comes from feeling so emotionally um, isolated. Um, you just feel less satisfied. It's, it's more so an electronic connection. So it takes less um, less emotional connection with other people Um, and that's something that I learned you know when you find out when you when you work in customer service you learn the difference between sympathy and empathy Um, and I feel like people are just lacking a lot of empathy for other people or you know really trying to gauge their emotions or how they feel instead it's just like a like or it's just I'm so sorry that that happened to you instead of you know really having that emotional connection connection with somebody and really saying oh my god let me understand how that person feels. right? And so I think that it just drives a more of a disconnection and a wedge between people than anything else. Um, and so that's one that's one kind of negative aspect of social media is I think that it really is linking to more suicides, more depression, more anxiety. Um, you know, what people say they use social media for is to build those, those same connections we talked about earlier. but this is only the dream that people have of social media. Um, these social media sites are fine-tuning and curating your timeline to keep you staring and scrolling for as long as possible. Um, so those connections you were seeking out, they turn into a, a basically a lifelong fucking scroll fest. Like you finally find yourself um, clicking that power button on the side of your phone after fucking five hours, and at the end of it all. That that fucking feeling that you have is I want that outfit that that girl had or why wasn't I invited to that party or why can't I commit to the gym um, like that dude and really get fit uh, you start having a sense of FOMO fear of missing out and it just drives you to be more isolated than when you started scrolling and. Um, This is something that I experienced myself. This is why I take it so personally and so deeply, because this is something that I personally experienced and it really did drive me to get off of social media and say, you know what, enough is enough. So once that FOMO takes over, um, you you pretty much, you open your phone again and you click on that very same app, app and refresh and repeat. So the moral of the story is these social media apps are now um, integrating AI software to watch your every move when you are logged into these apps. And even when you're, you know, even when you're not using these apps, these apps now have programs where they are tracking your every single move. And I'm not just saying when you're on your phone, I'm literally saying your every move when you go to work, when you take a step out of the door, when you go to your favorite fast food restaurant, when you go to your favorite um, Chinese buffet when you go to school when you do anything it's tracking all of that and it's figuring out oh how can we get this person to be more and more and more addicted a and b how can we use this person's information and sell it to people that are showing apps on your phone um now I know that the common excuse is that you know oh I have nothing to hide I don't care fuck them they can listen to me I don't or they can watch me I don't care and guess what I'm here to say that I agree. I have nothing to fucking hide. If somebody wants to watch me constantly, 24-7, that's going to be probably the most fucking boring day of their lives. But here's one point that I think a lot of people are missing. Not only are you storing, not only are they storing, you know, your every move on somebody's database, somebody's mama's database, somebody's mama's baby daddy's cousin database, they're leading you right into the trap of having that FOMO and having these negative thoughts clouding your subconscious and robbing you of your manifestations. Like, that shit's that shit is straight up robbing you. Like, you're now spending five and six hours out of your day staring into a screen. Like, there are so many other things that you could be doing besides looking at a screen. And that's another big reason that I'll lead, that kind of led me to say, you know what? Enough is enough with social media. Um, I was really, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. And so I kind of, I was just like, you know what? It's not good for my subconscious for me to be on this phone for five and six hours. Like, I don't know if anybody else gets those fucking notifications. If you have an iPhone that tells you your screen time, bro, that shit was like, five and a half hours a day. And I know it's common. I, I, I know it's common. I know that I'm not the only one who's going to sit here and say that about themselves. I'm just not afraid to admit it because I know that I've lessened my time on my phone and I know that I've taken the right steps to step away from that. Um, but it's not about I have nothing to hide. It's about what are they, what is the narrative of these people who are running your social media apps? It's strictly for an addiction. So social media addiction um, basically is something that is I think it's one of the strongest addictions in the world at this point. Uh, we talked about drugs. We talked about marijuana specifically. Um, but when you're talking about heavy drugs, of course, the world is facing a drug epidemic that is is, you know, probably 10 times more damaging than fucking social media is in terms of um, like health and things like that when it comes to like physical health, right? Um, But fullerlifecounseling.org states that social media addiction is comparable to a cocaine addiction. The truth is, is that you're spending hours of your time a day on social media. And if you're doing that, you're an addict, straight up, you are an addict. Um, Social media is your drug of choice. That's, that's some strong words right there. Social media is your drug of choice. Um, every time you refresh, dopamine is released into your brain the same way a bump of coke would do. Um, I don't know who's done coke out there, but I would imagine that you can probably agree to this statement. You know, once the initial rush is over, you refresh again. Same thing that you would do if you were getting high. Um, you know, once the rush is over, you take another bump. Once, once the rush is over, you refresh again, looking for that same high. And once you put your phone down, the AI program sends you a push notification your way And you notice it's one new person who liked your post. There it is all over again, baby. Right back to another rush of dopamine. You open the app immediately and spend another 30 minutes refreshing and waiting on one more like, trust me. I know that so many people deep, like you guys know that you can relate to this. And I just feel like the addiction part of social media is something that people don't really take into consideration or if they do, they're like, oh my God, I'm so addicted. And it's like, this is dead ass an addiction. Like this is something I don't know how much people um, I know that people are affected day by day by people's, you know, your parents might be addicted or your caretaker might be addicted to something um, and how much that affects your life. Just think about like the personal effects that it has on you specifically to be addicted to your phone, um, what it does for your mental health, um, what it does when you have that 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 actual fear of missing out. Um, and how that affects you how it affects your body image how it affects um, how you eat or how you sleep or um, how you feel when you go out and you actually have real interactions with people do you get anxiety do you feel like you can't talk to people can you not approach that new opportunity um, and do something real with your life because you're so addicted to social media that you you want to fit into these social norms so bad and you don't even realize that that's not reality Um, like my reality was fucked to be honest with you guys. I was, um, I was so sad one day when I was on social media. I was just like, I literally, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing with my life? These people are amazing. They're, these are real people. They're, you know, younger than me and basically doing so much better than me. But it's like, at the end of the day, you can't you cannot put your life in comparison with somebody who is an influencer getting paid to do what they do. They're not going to show you the ins and outs of their lives. They're not going to show you the hard parts, or the times when you're um, you know, depressed, the times when you're addicted to drugs, the times when you're sad, even. People don't even post stuff when they're sad. Like it's just crazy like you you pretty much are blocking out all of the real emotions that people have in their daily lives. And so that's why I feel so strongly about it is because I'm just like, why do I feel all these things? And I just feel like other people around me are um, successful doing what the fuck they love. And, you know, they're not feeling bad at all. They feel great all the time. And that's just not the case. Um. So my time with social media, like I said, I was like truly a social media addict. Um. I definitely had these feelings of FOMO and I was so blind and asleep to the fact that I was falling into a vicious cycle of scrolling, refreshing, retweeting, searching for anything to make me laugh and compare myself to other people. Like... I would try to, I was constantly trying to one-up somebody or get into Twitter beefs. And all of it was, honestly, it was thrilling for me. I loved it. I loved doing research and um, I loved, you know, really filling my mind with all this bullshit because I thought that's what my life had to be. Because somebody was always telling you what you had to be. Um, So, I mean, when I started looking into these kinds of things, like a big eye-opener for me, of course, um, you guys know that a lot of people were fueled to Delete quote unquote delete their social media from a documentary called The Social Dilemma, uh, which is a widely known documentary um, on Netflix. And the documentary did open up my eyes to one thing I didn't already know. And that was, again, that I was addicted. So that was one thing that I didn't realize. Like, I did not realize that I was actually addicted. Um, I might say that, you know, I knew I'm like, oh my God, I'm addicted to social media. But I didn't realize that these were actual things that were going on physically, like with my brain. I did not know. Um, And basically, I have battled with some of my own addictions in the past, things that I don't really necessarily feel like I have to put on blast but things that I have told people um and if you know me you know that I've struggled with some type of addictions in my life and I have found that I do have an addictive personality and I think that a lot of people can relate to that kind of thing Uh, if you have an addictive personality or addiction is something that runs in your family then you might too be addicted to something that you don't even realize um Of course, I have kicked some of the terrible habits that I've had and I actually thought um, I had to rid myself of all, or excuse me, that I had rid myself of all these toxic addictions that were kind of consuming my life and taking me over physically and spiritually. But this actual, this documentary, like it made me realize how much of my time was being spent on these social media apps and that my brain was like literally addicted. Like I said, that cocaine rush, right? That's the same thing as when you scroll and you refresh is what it's re- really educated me. Um, as a spiritual person, though, like I kind of thought about how much of this addiction had blocked my third eye and ruined so many manifestations back in the day. Like there was just certain things that I thought I couldn't do because I didn't have this or I didn't have the certain characteristics that I saw somebody online had. Um, and I'm speaking seriously from the heart. I mean, this is something that I truly thought... I could not do I couldn't do so many things and it just it clouded my subconscious mind and basically my true reality like it just it blocked me from everything there's so many filters and fucking just weird shit that people do on social media that like I've never seen in real life you know what I mean like I've never ever seen that shit happen in real life um so it really just set me up for It really just set in for me that this addiction was one of the worst that I had come across. Um, I've done certain things in my life that, you know, I really thought that I was never going to get past. And social media was something that I did not realize that I was so addicted to that it was one of the worst addictions that I ever had. So when I watched that documentary, I put that shit down. Like I deleted all of my apps. I worked on channeling different ways in which I was going to spend my time, whether that was read. Right. um, Call my family, FaceTime them, see what they're doing. Because again, I don't live close to my family. I was just like, just going off the dump. Like I was just doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do inside of my phone. And I was not even paying attention to people that were struggling around me. I didn't have any friends. I was just caught up in all of this bullshit because of social media. Um, and not to say again, I started off with the positives guys. So don't forget that there's still positives and there's still light in this world and social media brings so much joy to so many people. Um, but I really just had to kind of get that off my chest because there's so many things now and it's like, there's even bullshit now, like where people are like, you should be real on social media. You shouldn't be fake. And it's just, it's all bullshit. It's all a facade. I'm sorry to say to everybody, but it's all a fucking facade. The people that are behind these social media apps, whether that's email, even your email, okay? Even your email is tracking you and sending you push notification notifications just so you get on their app. And you scroll and you scroll and you scroll. You make them more and more money. The more ads they can show you, the more things that you click on, um, the more clickbait that you fall into, The more money these people make from you and the more addicted you become, the more suicides that happen for teenage girls specifically, the more depression that comes up in this world. You know, there's been some terrible things going on in the world that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast um, because it gets into things that I um, it would take more time for me to actually come up with some, you know, some conversation topics and really have an educated conversation about. But there's things in this world that depression, anxiety um, have led to suicides, have led to tragic accidents, have led to um, tragedies in this world. And I think that, you know, social media plays a huge part in that. Um, And I would say that, you know, this is different. This is a different argument in my mind than when people say like video games lead to um, they lead to violence. That might be that might be true in some ways, but I feel like social media has really proved like time and time again that this shit is not healthy, especially in, you know, young adults, teenagers. This something this is something that like the creators I think when they first started social media, it was something that was meant to be lighthearted um and you know, it really was those positive things that I mentioned earlier that really kind of brushed the surface surface of what social media was meant to be, and it's kind of turned into this shark where it's kind of polarized things it's made things so that it's like you have to be this way or that way um it's fueled things politically in this world and in especially in our country that i think are just hateful negative um you know, are really blocking the sight of a lot of people that have so much potential um, and instead they're feeding into all this fucking media bullshit, this social media bullshit that they don't realize how much potential they have in this world to do other things besides go on Facebook and bitch about something or go on Facebook and be hateful or go on Instagram and post something with a filter and, you know, set unreal expectations for the next person that looks at their content. Um, I think that there's just so much more in this world that you could do on a human level. Um, like go outside and, you know, tell somebody that they look beautiful today or, and I'm not even trying to be corny. I'm just saying these are like little random things that you could do outside of posting on social media. And although you might touch so many people, if you are doing positive things on social media, um, like, you know, practicing mindfulness or, um, teaching somebody something new on social media. Like those are things that I do find enriching and whole and meaningful. Um, but there's so much hate and there's so much, um, ulterior motive to the people that are actually running these social media sites. And it's just crazy. I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's insane. I, I can't believe what social media has become today and how many people just fall straight into the trap. Um, So I did want to talk about some effective ways to kind of cut some social media down or just take it out of your life, you know, for the better. If you do find that you feel addicted to social media, just remember that this is not something that I'm saying like metaphorically you're addicted. I'm saying for people that have found, um, you know, the same symptoms that I have mentioned before um, or kind of share the same experience that I had with social media where it was honestly a real addiction, like, I found that my brain was starting to train itself to to actually be addicted to these things. Um, So one is just mute your push notifications. This is a way for social media apps to bait you. Um, If you find that you are constantly falling into this trap of refresh and scroll after you get a push notification, one huge thing that you do to retain your brain is to set times Set times where your phone is on do not disturb. In those periods, distract yourself with a book, walk around the neighborhood, play with your pet, call your family. Um, these things will help you take a break from your brain, you know, to get out of that cycle that it's like constantly stuck in. When you have those push notifications always on, your phone lights up, that rush of dopamine kicks in, you're like, oh shit, somebody liked my post, I gotta go run and see who it was. Then you're gonna start scrolling, the cycle restarts. Um, you know, another goal that you can set for yourself is tell someone who loves you that you're working towards your goal. If you feel like you are addicted to social media, the person or addicted to anything for that matter. I would hope that you had somebody in your life and if you don't, you know, reach out to somebody that you know can help you. Again, there's so many free resources in this world. You know, look it up on Google. Who can I talk to about these kinds of feelings, right? There's going to be something out there for you guys. Um, you know these people that love you you know they'll help you hold yourself accountable and cutting down on social media um find somebody that you can really trust a friend an aunt an uncle a grandma a mom a, um, a cousin Anybody that you can think of that you can say, hey, you know, I've really been struggling with this, like seriously, you know what I mean? They might not think that you mean it on that level, but just let them know this is something that I'm really working towards. It's a goal that I have. Um, I'm really trying to cut back on social media and I just want to be able to share my progress with you and just fully openly communicate how you feel. And they should be able to hold you to that standard, right? So just make sure you guys, if you guys don't want to mute your push notifications, always tell somebody that um, loves you or you love them, you know, what you're trying to do. And hopefully if they do find that, you know, you're on your phone a lot, they can say, hey, you know, you've been on the phone for a while now, you might want to cut that off if you're trying to, you know, really work towards your goal another thing that you can do always is just take a break. So this is the best way kind of to learn new things about yourself. You know, if you do find yourself too much of anything is not good for you. Um, there are people who are addicted to running and their health is bad because of it. Now, is running a healthy thing to do? Yes, in, mod- in you know, in modesty. Um, if you eat, a th- <clears throat> excuse me, if you eat a thousand apples a day, you're probably gonna see some some type of health effects if that's the only thing you're doing is eating fucking apples, right? Even though an apple might be a healthy snack for you, that shit could really get you into some deep shit if you're eating apples constantly and nothing else. You know what I mean? So it's like um, a good way to learn and break habits is to just take a break, learn new things about yourself, um, especially while you're in your young adulthood. So again, these are teenagers and young adults whose brains are not fully developed. This is the stage of your life. Anybody who takes a basic psychology class knows that this is your time of your life to shine. This is your si- This is your time to start developing, you know, lifelong friendships, lifelong relationships, finding the love of your life, settling down, starting to find a career. These are things that you do so that later on in life you don't regret not doing these things, right? And I think that social media can be a big blocker of people's goals and dreams because you're constantly... Comparing yourself to somebody that you are not. And it's okay to have your own thoughts. It's okay to be your own human. And it's okay to be individualistic sometimes. Even though, like I said, social media might draw that out of some people to be individualistic instead of care about other people. Sometimes it's okay to not compare yourself. It's okay to be yourself. So take a break. Find the things that you love about you first before you start finding things that you love about other people more. And if you have, you know, feelings of depression or anxiety, please just seek help. Um, It's my main thing that I do want to push for people. Um, You know, that's something that you really want to take care of is your mental health. Your brain has so much going on. It's a very complex muscle and sometimes it can drive you to do crazy shit. Again, I've dealt with so much mental health issues in my life, not only for myself, but for my family members, you know it happens, right? And these are things that you want to openly communicate, not only with other people, but communicate it with yourself. You need to allow yourself the time to heal. You deserve that for yourself. So if you are feeling, you know, or having, um, you're feeling depressed or you're having anxiety and you think that social media might be a reason for it, you know, of course you're going to want to seek help, you know, tell somebody there's no shame in telling somebody that you feel depressed, you feel like you're not doing enough in life maybe, or you feel like um, other people are better than you, or you can't communicate who you truly are to people, or you have a social, you have social anxiety, you can't talk to people. These are things that you can work through. These aren't things that you have to be forever like that's just a fact you don't have to be these things forever you can work through them and you can get through it um so that's my that's my biggest thing is if you are having these feelings just make sure that you're seeking help or telling somebody about it um that's the that's step one right so anyways guys um That's pretty much it for this podcast. (laughs) I just had to get the social media thing off my chest because um, I know that I am doing a podcast and it's probably going to be shared to some of your guys' favorite social media platforms, but um all in all I'm doing this podcast as a kind of like a personal journey and trying to figure out really this is kind of like a little goal for me that you know I really do want to achieve is start reaching people and having people listen to my podcast so you know I'm I'm one of those people again once I put the social media down it's like I can't be stopped I can do whatever the fuck I want to so um that was something that I did have to get off my chest um Hopefully by the next episode, I will have purchased some more things for you guys to be able to listen to and enjoy. Um, And hopefully we soon, soon we can get a guest. Um, I'm waiting because I actually, I'm going to be moving. Uh, I live in a very small apartment and hopefully we'll be moving into a bigger house um, by the time, you know, things come around. And I plan to have a full studio where I can actually shoot video and just have fun with you guys. You guys can actually see me. Um, But by then, I do want to try to start having some guests on once I figure out the logistics of things. Um, You know, my siblings, for one, I would love to have my brothers and sisters come on the show. Also, um, you know, just parts of my family. And I have some really dope friends that do some local things here um, in my community. And so I'd really like to bring them on, give give them an opportunity to shine and also, you know, promote themselves. But, you know, we could have some deep conversations in the meantime. Um, but this has been another episode of MK podcast guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hopefully it wasn't too heavy for you. Um, and if you guys really like this episode, please give it a review. Um, a five-star review if you can. Um, but just put your honest feelings down there. And if you guys have anything else, um, to kind of relay or give me some feedback, don't be scared. Go ahead and leave that comment. I'm, I'm definitely open for ideas and suggestions. So, um, it's been nice, been nice talking with you guys and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Peace out.